Ladies and gentlemen, now is the time for the host with no filter and the millennial who keeps him in check. Get ready for the stories that matter to you. It's Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro and Jamie D. Yeah, what's up, everybody? Happy Monday morning. Yes, I'm 43 years old. Wow. I know everybody cares about my age. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Have some fun. I had a great weekend. Little Shapiro party weekend. We'll get into it. A lot to get to today. Jamie D is off today. He'll be back tomorrow for the Jamie D fans out there. I think his apartment was like flooded or something this morning. I I don't know what happened over there. I'm blaming on the Joe Biden administration. It's Pete Buttigieg. It's his fault. It's his fault. We got a lot to get to today. We got uh, Gymnasium Jordan in New York City today. Why is he there? Because he's trying to attack Alvin Bragg, the House Judiciary Committee. It's such a joke. We're going to get to that coming up here in a little bit. And I actually have some facts on the crime rates in New York City compared to Gymnasium Jordan's district. Yeah, I know. Something that Republicans don't want to spell the word fact these days. We'll get to that. We're also going to talk about, again, more mass shootings, a, a Sweet 16 party, a story out of Kansas City, Missouri, where a 16-year-old black teenager rings the doorbell by accident to a wrong house, and an 80-year-old white man shoots him in the face. And somehow, that 80-year-old is not behind bars. Uh, it, it, ridiculous. We're going to get to all that stuff. we got a lot of serious comments, uh, things to talk about, a lot of topics. And my good friends at The Good Liars, who prank people, were mostly Republicans these days, they went to the uh, NRA convention and they pranked uh, La Perriere, or whatever the hell his name is, the head of the NRA. We're going to get to that. Sitting to my right is uh, the man who joins us every Monday. He was actually a member of the very eccentric birthday party I had over the weekend. Of course, I'm talking about none other than the man, the myth, the legend, the professional sports handicapper and caveman player himself, Chris Wynn, joining us in studio. Chris, what's going on? Shap, what's up? It's a Monday. Uh, yeah, no question. I was at that uh, party with the uh, extended list of guests that was... Uh, uh, very, very, uh, entertaining. Let's put it that way <laughs> with the, uh, situation that went down yesterday over at the, uh, presidential suite. Nice little setup over there at, uh, Arizona Charlie's little Sunday action, little NBA basketball, playoff basketball on TV, uh, throughout the, uh, party. And, uh, yeah, I got a chance to celebrate both you and Brian, our friend, uh, Brian, friend of the show, Brian Slipock from, uh, Jackson's, uh, birthday, who's, t- his birthday's today. And so, uh, yeah, it was a good, uh, good opportunity to, uh, to hang out there on a Sunday. My thanks to uh, our good friends at uh, Arizona Charlie's. Uh, is it Golden Gaming? Yes, Golden yes, Gaming. It is, and yeah. uh, they they treat me great over there. Some great people over there, including uh, our friend Al. And we got this beautiful suite out there. And, you know, what I try to do is I have a lot of eccentric friends because I get bored with people sometimes. You know, I need people to entertain me. Chris certainly uh, being one of them. Just play video poker with Chris Wynn. It's a very entertaining experience. Uh, I had all different sorts of people, right? I had politicians. I had former NBA basketball players. Former, I had a former college basketball coach of the year. Uh, I had dominatrix uh, performers. I had comedians. Yes. Um, there were just a lot of very eccentric people that were at my birthday party over the weekend. It was a very good time. We even had a magic show from liberal talk show host Doug Basham. That was uh, interesting and awkward, but also I a didn't lot even of fun. know that Doug Basham was that was one of his things. <laughs> is that he was a musician? I had no idea yeah. about so that. Before we get to some of the serious topics, yeah. I have to say this: you know, anybody who knows me knows I suffer from minor claustrophobia. So I'm in this executive... among other things. Yeah, that's just one. That's just yes. one ailment that Shapiro has. Yes. Yeah. So I. Um, 
I, what I had to do was because we were on the top floor of this executive suite. You can't just go up there without a room no. key. I had to go down and, and get guests and bring them up, which was kind of a pain in the ass. And I was stuck in the elevator. I don't know why. It just stuck. I couldn't go down. I couldn't go up. I'm stuck in an elevator for a good five to ten minutes. And I was like hyperventilating. I hate it. Uh, you know, I knew I was going to be okay, but at the same time, you know, when you're a little claustrophobic and you're stuck in an elevator, um, it, it, that wasn't fun. That was probably the worst part of my day yesterday. Uh, I had about eight or nine shots of Patron, and for somebody like myself that doesn't drink hardly at all, it was actually Chris Wynn that was telling me to slow down, and like that's never happened before. Uh, I was eight or nine. I didn't know you had that many. Yeah, wow. I had, I had I, quite I, a few, and the bottle's we, gone. We, we had a couple. I didn't to see eight or nine, but yeah, yeah, was... I had t- I had too much. And yeah, you're not somebody who drinks though. You're not no, a big drinker. No, so I got I definitely had. Uh, a little bit too much to drink, but I definitely had a very good time with good friends. It was nice to be in a room with people that I trust and uh, people that I consider good friends. And it was a lot of fun, good food, good eats. And we were hanging out with uh, Brian Slipock and his and his beautiful wife, Robin, because it's his birthday today. Happy birthday to Brian Slipock, the owner of Jackson's Bar and Grill. It was his birthday. To, it's his birthday today. So we celebrated two birthdays. And there were some weird people at the party, too. Some interesting people. I shouldn't use the term weird, but there were some weird ones there. No, but there, there would mean you shouldn't use the term. You're just describing the <laughs> yes. reality of the situation. Yes, that is true. Uh, but anyway, it was a good time. My yeah. thanks to everyone that that's that came out. It was it, it, it was a lot of fun. Let's get down to the meat and potatoes of what's going on today. Um, so Republicans, as you know, see when are very upset. With Donald Trump's indictment, they're very, I mean, it's just horrible. It's yeah. hor- it's unbelievable that would ever take place. Right, it's just outrageous. They're very upset beyond the pale. Yeah. yeah, they're very upset at this <laughs> indictment, and you know it, it, it's all political. And the, so what Jim Jordan is doing is he's led this group, this uh, committee, to New York City, and they're claiming that they're only doing this. Because they care so much about all the crime in New York City and they want to know what's going on in the city and how could there be all this crime? And, you know, listen, Jerry Nadler held a press conference uh, with Eric Adams um, and they, they held a press conference about gun violence and, the, and they talked about Jim Jordan and, and why he's doing this in New York City. We all know why Jim Jordan is doing this. We all know why the Republicans are doing this. They're doing this because they're trying to attack Alvin Bragg. They're trying to attack his credibility. And by the way, they're breaking the law because they're interfering in a, in a criminal indictment what they're doing is against the law uh but i want to give chris i want i want you to hear this and then mm-hmm. i want to give the, the facts to the listeners on what's really going down in new york city here are facts on alvin bragg besides having a degree from harvard a law degree since alvin bragg took over chris do you think crime has gone up or gone down well you just asked me straight out of the blue i would say down you would be I'm correct. Throw, I'm take a stab in the dark there. You would be correct. Yes. But if you listen to Republicans, Chris, they will lead you to believe that Alvin Bragg is letting out all these serious, dangerous, violent criminals, murderers, and rapists. That's a lie. Let me give you the facts since Alvin Bragg took over in New York City. What's going on here? Murders since Alvin Bragg took over down 14%. That's a big deal. Uh, let's go over burglaries. They're down 21%. Robberies are down 8%. Shootings are down 17%. Now, that's something that I call a fact. Let's talk about Jim Jordan's district. Hmm? The murder rate per capita in Ohio is the largest city of Columbus three times as high compared to New York City. Interesting, because 
Jim Jordan doesn't want to talk about his own district. And Bragg put out a statement saying, and he's right, that Jordan should worry more about his own district and should go back to Ohio and, and get out of New York City and worry about the crime-ridden cities in Ohio than in New York City. But the only reason why Gymnasium Jordan, by the way, Gymnasium Jordan also tried to silence over 40 kids that were allegedly molested under Jim Jordan's watch as an assistant wrestling coach at Ohio State University. But, you know, Jim Jordan doesn't want to talk about that. Oh, no. Why would he want to talk about that? Uh, in Bragg's first year in office in 2022, there were 78 homicides in Manhattan, a borough of 1.6 million people. That was a drop of 15% from the year before. Palm Beach County, Florida, where Trump is one of about 1.5 million residents, had 96 killings. Okay, In a televised interview, Jordan said that New York was only the first stop in these hearings. Yeah, I'm sure. Don't you find it interesting that the first stop in these hearings is New York City? And we all know that this is political. It's to go after Bragg, and it's to try to punish Bragg for indicting Donald Trump. They are interfering in not only an ongoing trial, right? but they're also obstructing justice. Okay, so Brian, let's unpack this a little bit, okay? Because you're just calling it, hear- you're calling it hearings. What exactly is going on? Is it just a handful of GOP Congress people? that are going to New York to air their grievances about a city that happens to be the number the, the largest city in the country. And there's uh, plenty of cities around the country that have issues with respect to violence, with respect to you know gun violence, with respect right. to uh, gang violence, with respect to all kinds of uh, problems that you would call, right, that, that would need to be rectified. Yeah. So, it, so again... This is the first. This is the first I've heard that I've heard of this. Yep. As far as Jim Jordan or Republicans going to our nation's biggest city and airing their grievances and your and your discussions of their motivations for going there. So they are. Uh, so they are in fact going to actually uh, attempt to just address the crime situation in New York yeah. City. Yeah. Or are they actually going to do do what a lot of us expect that they're because they're partisan and they're biased hacks and they're going there and going to try to attack and uh essentially a uh a Manhattan district attorney because they think that he's just some left-wing loony that's yeah. trying to target the former president of the United States. Well, again, what exactly uh, sure. are they going to be yeah. doing? So let me read yeah. to you in their words what they're doing. Yes. Uh, uh, they're holding this hearing this morning in New York City uh, to examine at what they call Democrats' pro-crime anti-victim policies. Let me repeat a fact that I just stated earlier. In Gymnasium Jordan's own district, the murder rate is three times per capita higher than in New York City. So if there's anywhere where Jim Jordan should be going to talk about murders and serious crimes that are being committed and on the rise, it would be in his district, not in New York City. So they can say until the cows come home and cry about how it's Democrats run cities. But if you actually look at facts and stats and murder rates per capita and gun violence, that's not the case. All you have to do is go state by state and look at Gymnasium Jordan's own county. Uh, this is a partisan stunt, let's call it for what it is, aimed at amplifying conservative anger at Bragg, 
uh, being the first black district attorney of Manhattan for what he has done in holding a former president accountable, in this case, Donald Trump. That's exactly what this is all about. That's what this is all about. You won't see Jim Jordan talking about gun violence. You won't see Jim Jordan going around talking about how nobody is above the law. You won't hear him talking about his own district. He makes this a Democrat issue, and he makes it an issue of, look at all the crime in Manhattan, and Bragg is letting out all these uh, dangerous criminals, which is, by the way, a lie. All you have to do is look at the stats, and all you have to do is look at per capita, the murder rates and the shootings, and the actual serious crimes in Manhattan have gone down dramatically since Bragg took office. So this is a lie, but I'm just giving you the right-wing talking points. That's what they're saying. They're saying they're examining Democrats' pro-crime anti-victim policies, and the Democrats are saying it's interesting, isn't it? Is it just a coincidence that the first place that Jim Jordan and this House Judiciary Committee decides to go is Manhattan? I'm sure it's just a coincidence. Okay, so here's the thing, though, man. Here's the thing. If they already lose me and most rational and reasonable people out there when I hear pro-crime anti-victim BS. That's BS. That's not what Democrats are for. That's not democratic policies that are pro-crime and anti-victim. That's complete nonsense. So uh, again, when I hear that, it just, it, it just strips all credibility from anybody that, that utters that nonsense mm-hmm. and actually thinks that that is the policy. I heard you, you do an interview last week with a, a woman who wants to be in a con- who's running for Senate, even though nobody, yeah, Rhonda, whatever her name is, she's an idiot. Okay, she she has she, first of all, no one's running for office right now. Okay, for Senate, so there's no there's nobody running for Senate right now. There's no election cycle, but she starts talking about uh, you know Democrat run cities as if there are no cities in America that happen to be uh, you know run by majority say majority Republicans that have issues. With respect to crime or anything else that's not good. All right. There's, it's, it's completely ridiculous. This, this BS notion out there that, oh, the cities in America that are run by Democrats are all crime ridden and you guys just don't care. And you, you know, and oh, by the way, you also don't want to take up for the victims and you have no compassion for the victims whatsoever. The, it's so irate. For an individual like myself who's on, who happens to be on the left, who's a Democrat, hearing Republicans spouting that nonsense when they, when they have no idea what they're talking about. And then you hear, I hear something like this where you tell me that, that, that the premise of the Republicans going to frick, I'm about to, I'm almost, I'm almost swore on the radio here that want to go to New York City and hold hearings. Their whole basis is, oh, we need to talk about Democrat-run cities that have Democrat pro-crime policies and anti-victim approaches to things. It's completely and utterly BS. Well, I agree with All you. Right? I so, agree with you. And if, if, yeah. you're, if you hear in the background, that's massage music. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I kind of need it's it. Tra- I kind of need it. Yeah. When I hear stuff like this, it just, it just goes beyond the path. It just makes well, listen, me... I, Brian, I got to be honest. It makes me want to run for office because we have so many idiots and morons and buffoons, the word, I'll, I'll use well, your I word, agree. out there yeah. that are running for office that have no... Okay. S- that are now. Complete, completely now. clueless so Chris, to, the, to the tilt so Chris, when I, it comes to this kind of stuff. I, I agree with but, everything you said, but I will be try to be fair here because I try to be fair in the okay. And I will go to the other side. For example, the mayor of Chicago, who I think is a complete buffoon. I'm going to use that word. Yes. 
So his name is Brandon Johnson. And this is cut too. And Brandon Johnson, the newly elected mayor of Chicago, as you know, there's crime all over the country. Absolutely. Chicago is up there. They've had a lot of problems for a long time. There's a lot of gang violence. No there's a lot of, yeah. uh, you know, I think you can talk about both, right? Republicans say, if you bring up a, a school shooting, what about Chicago? You know, why can't we do both? Right. But they don't want to do that. But I am going to uh, say this, and, and, and I have a lot of criticism, and I want to play you a cut. So this is Brandon Johnson, the newly elected mayor of Chicago. Right. And he's asked a question about looting because there's a lot of problems in Chicago. There's a lot of problems all over the country. But people are, you know, smashing grabs, whatever you call it. There's a lot of looting going on in Chicago. And he's doing a live interview, and the reporter or anchor asked him about looting and listened to his answer. Have a listen to this. <laughs> Loot because they, that's how they can eat? The real answer is, how do we make sure, the question is, how do we make sure that people can eat? Look, no one is going to condone, um, you know, behavior that, that, quite frankly, speaks to a level of desperation. So you're not, you're not condoning out, looting? I, I'm saying that people are acting out of desperation. We don't want a society that is acting out of desperation, but you have to pay attention to the cries that people have. By so you're, ignoring you're not that, condoning looting? Th th there's no way to, to, to embrace that. What I'm saying is you can't condone the looting that corporations continue to do every single day when they take tax dollars from black, brown, white folks all over the city of Chicago so that they can turn a profit. Okay, so you hear that, right? And obviously, the new mayor, okay, who just was appointed, right? Because Lightfoot was the one who just got bounced out in Chicago, and so he's brand spanking new. Didn't answer it the right way. You got, you got, you can, you can sit back. Look, we can, look, we can do multiple things, people. Okay, we can sit back and say, yes, no one's going to condone illegal acts that take place, right? The same thing that we talk about when it comes to rioting right and there's there's situations in which there are protests that get out of hand and then criminal activity begins we can sit back and so, say look that stuff should not be going on yes. if you're going to start committing things if you're going to start destroying property or even i'll take it further if you're going to start harming individuals right if, if, if people are going to so no let me finish my point brian so there, there, so the the new mayor did not answer that correctly okay you got to come out and be distinct you got to be definitive and say, look, no, we do not condone any type of looting or any type of illegal activity whatsoever. And we're going to look to try to rectify the situation the best way that we know how. That's how he answers it. He doesn't have to get uh, in the weeds, which he did essentially, and start talking about uh, other reasons why people are looting, yeah. right? So you need to give all the reasons so, why people are out there doing those things. You just need so a few to, things to be definitive yeah. uh, about what you're saying when it comes to that. A few things. First of all, when you're an elected politician, the first thing you need to do is call out any type of violence or breaking the law. This could be looting or anything else. The first thing you need to say is no matter how desperate you are, there is no condoning and it is not an excuse for looting and breaking the law. He didn't do that. In fact, he made an excuse. I understand there are a lot of people in this country that are suffering. By the way, if you ask Kevin McCarthy and Republicans today, they're trying to put in a vote to try to either get rid of or dramatically cut food stamps benefits for people across the country. That's another topic. But I understand and we all understand that people are suffering out there. You can't say publicly that and, and in a way defend looting and you know 
Ocasio-Cortez made a statement similar to this a few years ago, and I criticized her for that as well. I'm going to be honest with you. This guy, Brandon Johnson, is a complete idiot. Um, I think he's going to be a terrible mayor of Chicago. I've spoken to my friend Joe Walsh about this, who was a Chicago congressman. This guy doesn't get it. You can't, in a way, and I know he kind of alluded, well, you know, we're not going to condone it, but, you know, they're desperate. No, that's not the way you answer that question. You start off by saying, no, not only do I not condone looting and stealing and, and smash and grabs, but we are going to uphold to the highest of the law if you commit these crimes, no matter how desperate you are, that does not condone violence or theft or whatever. He didn't do that. You're the mayor of Chicago. So that's number one, completely idiotic, and it's stupid. Number two, corporations don't tax people. I don't know what he was talking about. Corporations don't tax people. So he really said some things that are dumb. Well, no, no, but, but what the point he's trying to make is that, you know, corporate America is getting rich and is selfish and is, and is able to get over on, on, um, on America, basically. And yes, those less fortunate, the marginalized are the ones that are struggling. That's the point he's trying to make. He's trying to make that people are struggling. So that's what's okay. driving them to do what they're doing, but, aka looting and, you know, he didn't have to. You don't need to make that point. You don't need to side with criminal activity. You don't need to sit back and say, oh, yeah, the, it's OK to do this illegally. All right. All right because, because because you're struggling. You just need to they just need to find some solutions for the problem. Right. That should be his here's my motivation. And that's what he should be doing but, as a politician. But here's my frustration of yeah. many. Um, you won't find one radio show or one TV show for the most part, certainly not a radio show across the country. That will do these two things. You call out this joke of a judiciary committee. You call out this joke of what Jim Jordan is doing and going to New York City and going after Bragg because Bragg went after Donald Trump. You won't find radio shows that are going to be going after Jim Jordan for this and fact checking him in his own district that will also go after Brandon Johnson for his idiotic statements on live television. Well, you'll find it on this show. Um, I mean, that's what you do on this show. Well, that's what that's we, when my, I'm on with you that, that, and when well, Jamie's on with well, you. Well, yes, that was my point. I'm not talking about our show. I'm talking about you won't find you know shows across the country that will do that. What I'm trying to say is you can do both. Jim Jordan yeah. is a complete clown. He is a disgrace to this country. He's never passed a bill in his life. He is a child molesting enabler. Okay, We know that with his wrestling days at Ohio State. That is a fact. And now he's making it political when you look at the murders per capita in Ohio, but he doesn't want to talk about that. He wants to go to New York City and make this political and spend your tax dollars for this clown show. At the same point, yes, Chicago is a disgrace right now with all the crime there and the gun violence and the gang violence and you name it. And Brandon Johnson, nothing I've heard from him since he's been elected as the mayor, nothing has led me to believe that he is going to help and he is going to do anything about it. He makes excuses for the violence out there. I haven't heard about solutions from him. And now he says, well, these people that do these smash and grabs, you know, they're desperate. I don't want to hear excuses from you. There are plenty of governmental programs out there that can help you, even though some Republicans out there today are trying to get food stamps off the table, right. so on and so forth. But the way Brandon Johnson, we agree, handled that interview was ridiculous. His words were ridiculous. What is going on with the House Judiciary Committee today uh, in going to New York City in this clown show and trying to go after Bragg, who, by the way, is a Harvard-educated law degree, and crime has gone down since 2022, since he took over. I just gave you the stats. Murders are down 14%. Shootings are down 17%. Uh, burglaries are down 21%. Robberies are down 8%. Let's talk about Jim Jordan's district. So this idea that, oh, there's only crime and murders in Democrat-run cities is a lie. 
That is a lie. Just like when the Republicans say that Democrats want to take all your guns away. That's a lie. And I am sick of the lies and I am sick of the hypocrisy. And Jim Jordan should do what Bragg told him to do in a statement, which is why don't you drive to Ohio and why don't you start there where the murder rate per capita is three times higher than New York City. But you won't hear Jim Jordan talk about that, will you? He just wants to attack liberals and own the liberals. And here's who suffers here, whether it's Brandon Johnson we're talking about in Chicago or we're talking about Jim Jordan and those right wing cronies that are in New York City today. You know who suffers? Americans. The Americans are the ones that are suffering because they're not addressing the real issues, which we're going to talk about next, Chris, which is gun violence. They're not talking about that. They're not talking about health care, how people could put food on the table, inflation, gas prices, real issues that people want to talk about. No, Jim Jordan, that stupid clown, is down in New York City today with his cronies trying to discredit Alvin Bragg when he's the one who's discrediting himself. The guy has never passed one bill since he's been in office. All he does is talk about Democrats and liberals, Democrats and liberals, all while defending Cheeto Jesus himself, Donald Trump. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, he's Chris Wynn. I'm Brian Shapiro. We are going to talk about another mass shooting. Yes, it involves a party, a sweet 16 party where teenagers were gunned down and killed. And then another story that is coming out of Kansas City, Missouri, Chris, that I want to share with you all. A 16-year-old black teenager rings a doorbell of an 80-year-old white man, doesn't try to break in, rings the wrong doorbell. Could have been a Jehovah's Witness for all we know, right? The man opens the door and shoots him twice in the head. And now this young man is fighting for his life, and somehow the man who pulled the trigger is not in jail. Folks, you can't make this stuff up. We're going to talk about that. A lot to get to when we come back. The number to call, 702-221-7283. And again, the number to call if you want to be a part of the conversation. Now's the time to do so. That number, 702-221-7283. Take some phone calls to next segment when we come back. You are listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premium Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. 
They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Do you want to take your business to the next level? Then join one of the fastest-growing talk shows, Pushing the Limits. We have a wide range of sales packages that can fit your budget. Anything from on-site live remotes to in-studio interviews. Email jamie at jamied at kshp.com. That's J-A-I-M-E-D-E-E at kshp.com. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and the latest lines on every game. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards on every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino, Fiesta Wildfire, or the El Cortez. Details at the Sportsbooks. The Farmer's Burger from Farmer Boys. Beef, bacon, cheese, hand-smashed avocado, and fresh veggies. Best burger champ. That's how we drop the mic. Farmer Boys. Farm food ain't fast food. Farmer Boys' new always crispy fries stay crispier and tastier all the way home. If they make it home. Sharing is caring. Farmer Boys. Farm food ain't fast food. Welcome back to Pushing the Limits. You know Chris is fired up, and we got to tell him to stop talking so I can get back into a segment. You know he's fired up. Welcome back. It's Pushing the Limits. So glad you can join us on a Monday. Chris went in the house. We're expecting Dan Duva, the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, to join us hour number two. Perfect. You know, game, game one tomorrow night yeah, here in Vegas, taking on the Winnipeg Jets. Winnipeg Jets there, eh? The Winnipeg Jets, yes. The Canadians uh, are coming to town. Yes. There's going to be Canucks everywhere, my friend, yes. here in Vegas there over the next, next few days. There will be. There and will. breaking news? Yes, sir. Stone has been placed off of IR, long-term IR and is started playing game one. Well, that's good news. Yeah. That is, that is good news. Stone will be back out there. We'll talk a little hockey coming up in hour number two. So, Chris, again, you know, I talk about gun control. I talk about gun violence all the time. You won't hear Jim Jordan talking about. He'll talk about only violence in Democrat-run cities. But uh, the actual real solutions to gun violence, uh, Republicans think more guns are the answer. Harden our schools. Let's give teachers guns. It's... I mean, I, I don't even know where to begin with this stuff. Well, I do, Brian. But, but first of all, let's make a clarification here. Let's be very clear. All right? Because, again, we're getting into what you talked about with the Republican wannabe politician here last week on this issue regarding gun violence. There is a absolute distinction and difference between mass shootings, right, that have taken place and have been an epidemic over the past, what, 10, 20, 30 years, essentially, yeah. in this country, and Violence that goes on in cities with respect to guns, right? Where it, whether it's drug violence or gang violence. These are different things, all right? There's a different approach to how you handle those things. So this conflation that's taking place that, particularly among Republicans, you Republicans do this, the right-wingers do it all the time, is they want to combine it all together. It's all one thing. 
violence, gang violence and violence in cities and mass shootings. They're two separate things. We need to make that very, very clear for everybody right now. Before we get into gun control, I want to give a little background on what's going on right now, what our some of our politicians are doing or lack thereof before we get into the Sweet 16 party. Um, In Florida, you no longer need a permit or training to carry a gun in public. But you need documentation to prove you were raped to get an abortion. Welcome to Governor Ron DeSantis, who probably wants to be the next president of the United States. Let me let me repeat that one more time. I think this is really important. Wait a minute. Is that that's factually accurate? What yes. you just said? Yes. Wait, wait. Time out. In Florida, yes. you can't get an abortion in Florida right now. It's illegal if, if, unless you're raped. I, uh, I, well, it doesn't make any sense. Governor DeSantis, in a statement, said that he needs that's not a women. Law, though. Women, uh, he's putting it into law. A woman, if she claims she is raped, you can't just walk into an abortion clinic and say, hey, I was raped. I want an abortion. He's asking for, quote, documentation. Okay, so that's one. Okay, so that's what that's what DeSantis as governor is asking for. But that's not the law right now in Florida. Let me correct you. It is. It was passed. Wait, the law in Florida right now. I'm trying to tell you. It was passed into law. Abortion's illegal. It was passed into law two weeks ago, where if a woman claims she was raped, uh, what time you have to show you have to show some sort of proof and documentation. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because now you can be carrying a gun in public and you don't need a permit or training uh the new you know it, 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 it's really it's mesmerizing today and today on the house floor um where we had member of the tennessee three uh one of those tennessee three said they're voting on hb 1202 to allow teachers to carry guns in schools he said is this really the direction we want us to go as a state more guns in schools he said this is an irresponsible response to school shootings and will not keep students safe this is madness and i completely agree with him 150 percent. so again you have republican governors like ron uh as trump would call him uh don't have to carry a permit carry a gun in public but you need documentation to prove you were raped to get an abortion again ron DeSantis put this into law two weeks ago let's take some calls and then i'm going to get to uh the sweet 16 party and some other stuff going on we'll start off with line three 702 or i'm sorry line four 702-221-7283 and again 702-221-7283 let's start off with kim hello kim hi hi kim yeah hi, hi kim go ahead um actually so i kind of agree with that last statement you just said on the that's not the answer Mm-hmm. Um, I find myself to lean more to the right, but what I'm finding is both sides are in the wrong. You guys are in a really good position to get out to people that we need to come together um, because there's so much misinformation out there, mm-hmm. and the algorithm is real. <laughs> um, so both sides are getting lied to about the other side. And so, Can I ask you a question, Kim? Uh, yeah. What are Democrats lying about when it comes to gun control yeah. or Donald Trump or the violence across the country? I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you with the Republicans, and I've given a couple examples, and I'm sure there are examples of Democrats lying. But when it comes to these issues, when you say both sides are lying, can you give me an example of like the Democrats today that are lying about guns? Okay, so. From what I what I see and what I hear um, is that there's no background check on guns. 
Um, that's not true. What dem- What prominent Democrat has said there's no background checks on guns? No, I can't give you a prominent Democrat. I'm just talking about, like, the algorithm. So you have people on both sides telling, like, the other side, this doesn't happen or this is what happens over here. Let me give you an example. Um, I have a niece that's uh, non-binary. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a while there, I'm like, no, we shouldn't be giving these these medications to children, right? Big time I was on that because of the information I've seen. Well, guess what I was informed of this weekend? But they give those medications to, to I hate using the word. Um, okay, so hold on. This, We're getting in the weeds here. You're talking about pharmaceuticals, which to me is a different subject. And I agree with you. There are people that lie right. about drugs. and there, that was just a, There's the, no like question a, that doctors sometimes overprescribe, but I don't think that's a Republican-Democrat thing. I'm just asking, like, when I hear guns and, li- and lying, Republicans say Democrats are going to take all your guns away. That's a lie. Republicans right, think right. That they say more, that. Republicans think that more guns are going to make us safer. We have 140 guns per 100 people in the country. That's a lie. Right. Uh, they make it sound I like the lie. doors are locked <laughs> at schools. That's going to stop school shootings. That's a lie. Nope. Um, I, yes. uh, help me understand, because I haven't heard a prominent Democrat say that there are no background checks. What I have heard Democrats say, and by the way, I've heard some Republicans say this too, that we need more comprehensive background checks that are more reliable. I've heard that. But I haven't heard a prominent Democrat like a Nancy Pelosi or an Ocasio-Cortez get up and say, we don't have background checks in this country. I have heard Republicans say, Democrats want to take all your guns away. I've heard that. That is true. Right. That is true. Right. I agree. So here's what I want you to do. I think the solution we need, though, is this is my solution coming from a gun owner. Yes. Um, I live in a state that you can have concealed Without a permit, yeah, um, which I never agreed with. I was very upset with my state for doing that mm-hmm. because I believe everybody should be trained. Sure. And I think that if you have to have a driver's license to drive, I you should have one. I couldn't have agree with you more. Kim, if you listen to this show, I talk about what you just said all the time. And that's coming from a gun owner. Right. No. Uh, Pro 2A. Kim, I hear you. I have to get to some other callers, but it's good to hear from you. Here's what I want you to do, Kim. Homework assignment, okay? <laughs> I want yes. call call back. Call back later in the week. <laughs> Try to find me some examples of Democrats that are lying about gun control. I'm, I'm sure they're out there. And then let's discuss it next time. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. Yeah. Thank you, Kim. Good to hear from yeah, you. Yeah, that's what we got to do, well, Brian. We got to push back against some of that, yeah. like that caller and others that want to yeah. put this false equivalency out there that, oh, yeah, yeah Democrats are lying just as much as Republicans yeah, well, are. Obviously, it's just, I disagree. It's complete, yeah. I, yeah, it's completely. But different. I appreciate yeah. her call, and I'll give her the opportunity to call back. 702 221 7283 is the number to call again. 702-221-7283. Let's go to Carl. Carl, what's going on? Hey, Carl. Yeah, hey, Chris, Brian. Uh, listen, you mentioned before about looting, and you know the NRA had their so-called convention with uh, Trump and uh, every other liar in the, in the world on stage. And uh, the biggest the biggest looters in the world is the NRA. They looted almost all the uh, dues that their stupid, ignorant, uneducated members send in to the NRA. The guy named, I think, Wayne LaPierre or something is Correct. the president. And we of are actually going to play some stuff from the yeah. NRA convention. Well, he I was, think you might enjoy he it was later. Found to have, he was found to have gone to Beverly Hills, 
bought over $100,000 worth of men's clothes at a men's clothing store, goes on trips, uses all the dues money that these morons send into the NRA. Well, there's the, no question where you talk about there, There's no question that they're a bunch of scumbags and they care more about making money than innocent lives being taken, including children in school. Well, it's more than making money. It's stealing money. Of course it is. And that, yeah, but, uh, Carl, you're not getting an argument from me. A lot of those people that are... Uh, you know, running the NRA, including uh, the politicians that are in the back pockets of the NRA, they are cowards. And, you know, here's what I would love to do. I would love to get all these Republicans that have their A-plus ratings from the NRA. I'd love to sit them down in a lie detector test and ask them this very one simple question. What do you care more about? Putting laws in place that will actually save lives and protect our kids in schools or keeping your job and remaining in power so you can get a paycheck. I guarantee you that most of these people would say getting that paycheck and staying in power is more important than innocent people being gunned down and killed every day. Well, of course, but uh, the NRA is an actually defunct organization as of this point. It's about as bankrupt as uh, Donald Trump is. Chris, are you nobody in this. I never even asked Chris. I am not. No, no. (laughs) but I am a former military member, right? That that absolutely believes in Americans' right to defend themselves. It's just common. I take the approach of common sense, guys. Right? Common sense. You don't need to have assault weapons on American streets. You just don't. All right. Agree. They can be illegal. Yeah. And. To all the people that counter that by saying, well, what about the violence in Chicago? What about all the shootings every every weekend that go down there? That's illegal gun violence, right? Yeah. Those are not people that are legal gun owners right. that are going out there committing violence. That yeah. is illegal activity, and that's not, that's not something that you can legislate. You don't legislate it. Now, logically and realistically, you can sit back and say, how about this? Yes, if you have a ban like they had in the 1990s on assault weapons, right? If you have a ban, then naturally you're going to have less guns on the street, period, yeah. in America. So you would think it would make sense that that would cut back on gun violence. But no, right-wingers and people that, that claim to be all pro-Second Amendment, okay, don't, they, they don't want to have any of that. Mm-hmm. Because they, their opinion, they want to go all the way to the other side. They want to go all the way to the other side and say, well... No, that's just all of you Democrats and lefties wanting to take all yeah. of our guns. And while that's this, what you guys are doing. Yeah. And again, complete, complete. Agree. Yes. And while all this is going on, Chris, you know, uh, a small Alabama city has been tormented by confusion and grief at a sweet 16 party where we know at least four teenagers are dead and over 20 injured. Uh, the gunfire erupted Saturday night at an event venue in downtown uh, and uh, the DJ at the party. Uh, Keenan Cooper said shots rang out, said he didn't notice any fight or disturbance before the shooting. Uh, uh, 28 have been injured, right? Four dead. Uh, and police are still on the lookout for suspects in this shooting. And again, I say to myself, what a brilliant idea by Ron DeSantis, where you don't even have to have a permit and you could just be walking around with a gun in public, no problem. And what is the excuse now from Republicans when we now have a shooting where more teenagers are, are dead, our children are dying every day, and what what should we have armed security guards at every party? More guns? Should should more guns been at this party? Should you arm sixteen year olds now? What what, what are we going to hear from Republicans? And and it gets worse. No, but Brian, here's the deal: like we, you and I are people that are not at a loss for words. You and I like to talk. Okay, <laughs> we like to get on the air and chirp it up. 
But this just keeps happening over and over and over again. Yes, it what does. What more can we say? Yes, you know what does. I mean? Like this is now it happened. To, you know, it happened here in this situation, which is tragic. But we just talked about a number of 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 shootings that essentially are you know by definition are mass shootings that have taken place in America, and we just keep running over the same talking points. Over and over and over again. Yeah. I mean, it just, at, at some point, it just gets emotionally. Yeah. And uh, at this point, physically exhausting. Just talking about these every single mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. and not coming up with any solutions and essentially just going along as if nothing and, has happened. And, and as I talk about this story, we just talked right. about Chicago and I see people on social media saying, what about Chicago? Gun violence is gun violence. It doesn't matter whether it's a black person. It doesn't matter whether it's a white person. It doesn't matter whether it's gang violence or if somebody goes into a school. Gun violence is gun violence. It has no color. Gun violence is at an all-time high in this country. It doesn't matter whether it's a Democrat-led city or a Republican-led city. We all bleed red. We all grieve. And what I talk about on this show is Violence in general, it could be a sweet 16 party. I spoke about the violence in Chicago in the first segment, and I went after the mayor of Chicago. So it seems as though every single time I bring up a shooting, people want to make it political. The only time I make guns political is why we don't have proper gun legislation and our politicians and our lawmakers are doing nothing. It's on the right, not the left's fault when it comes to policy and now we have, uh, you know, and in regards to this story that I'm talking about, high school football star and an honor student. His name is Phil Dowdell. He was set to graduate with a scholarship. He was killed at his sister's Sweet 16 party in Alabama. Here's a young man who was ready to play college football, who was an honor student, who was attending his 16-year-old sister's Sweet 16 party, and now he's dead. He's but we just talked. But Brian, I, I mean, I hate to be kind of coarse. And be and have and 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 take all the emotion out of this. We just talked about this last week, and the week we just before, talked about it in about in Nashville, Tennessee, last week with children getting killed mm-hmm. and people and 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 mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers getting killed in 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 in, in at uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. Yep. It, it happens every single week, sometimes every other day or every day. It's because it's become it's to a point where we need as Americans to step back and say, how do we fix this problem? How do we fix it? Not talk about, you know, even who's wrong or who we think is right. What are the solutions? Right. And I'm getting fired up, as I always do, because that's what I do. But I mean, come on, man. Like, I, like, what are the solutions to the problem? Yeah. And can, I talk can about people this. sit down yeah. and actually analyze and, it sure. and say, okay. And Chris, I talk about maybe these this issues. is what we need to do to fix it. And I, and Chris, yeah. I talk about it all the time on the show and I do have solutions, but you know, well, it, it gets even worse now because we've all had a situation. We live in a home in our apartment where somebody rings your doorbell, right? It could be, I've had Jehovah's Witnesses. I've had, yeah, it's a, called people coming to your yeah, door unsolicited. Yeah. Happens yes. all the, happens all the time. Absolutely. Number one, yeah. we have a right in this country not to answer the door. Okay. Yes. We can do that. And as long as nobody is forcefully trying to enter, they're not breaking the law. Right? They're not breaking the law. Right. Unless it's law enforcement or yes. you know, somebody. Yes. So officers responded to a home in Kansas City, Missouri, after receiving reports of a shooting. When they arrived, they found 
a young man named Ralph who had been shot outside the residence by the homeowner in the head. Neighbors said that 16-year-old, a musician and an honor roll student, was hoping to attend Texas A&M University. He, knocked on, he, he rang the doorbell because he was trying to pick up his sister. He rang at a friend's house. Right. He rang the wrong doorbell. That's all he did. Hmm. No weapons, no attempt at forceful entry. What we're learning, the person who shot this young man, who happens to be black, the person who shot him is white, a white male in his 80s, opened up the door, according to police, and shot this young man twice for no reason other than a young black man ringing the wrong doorbell. Let me repeat, this was not a forceful entry. There was no evidence that this young man was committing a crime. The 80-year-old was booked and then released from prison within 24 hours. Let me be very clear from on jail. this. Yeah. This is murder. You cannot just shoot somebody because you don't want them at your doorstep. If there's forcible entry and you believe realistically that your life may have been in danger, then that is a different circumstance. That is not this circumstance. I personally believe, and this is where I will agree with Benjamin Crump, and I don't always agree with him. He is now representing always, the family. Always. You hardly ever agree with, yeah. with Benny He Crump's. represents the family of this 16-year-old who, uh, amazing that he's still alive, but he's in critical right. condition. He will never be the same again. We wish for a full recovery. We prob probably won't happen. This older gentleman, and I hate to use the term gentleman, that shot this young man, I believe... Race was a factor. And I believe that this was a white 16-year-old. That guy would not have pulled the trigger. Somehow, this guy who pulled the trigger twice is still not behind bars. And my question is, how is that possible? Well, I'll, I'll try to explain it to you, maybe, uh, hearing what you just described. As far as the facts are concerned, look, he was booked, right? So he's not free. He wasn't just found innocent. Right. He was booked. And did he obviously post bail or didn't have to post bail? Maybe. I don't know if he doesn't have a criminal record or whatever. I don't know the circumstances as to why he was let out. But I don't think he's just let out. Right, Brian? He is going to still no, face the music. Correct. Here's what's charged. here's here's what's he's not innocent. I'm going right? to explain to you. Uh, OK, so a person can be held for 24 hours uh, on an investigation. My understanding is he was taken into custody and placed on that 24 hour hold, mm -hmm. then released while police work to get victim statement and gather more forensic evidence. Under Missouri law, a person can be held for 24 hours for an investigation of a felony, at which time they are required to be charged or released. Um, attorneys for the wounded youth's family issued that statement saying swift action from Clark County prosecutors and law enforcement to identify, arrest, and prosecute to the full extent of the law. The man responsible for this horrendous and unjustifiable shooting has to happen. Um, Asked whether the shooting may have been racially motivated, the, po the police chief said, the information that we have now, it does not say that this is racially motivated. Uh, that's still an active investigation. But I can tell you right now, in my personal opinion, uh, it appears as though it was. Investigators will also consider whether or not the suspect was protected within the stand your ground laws. I don't believe he was. Officials would not confirm the number of times the homeowner shot the victim, but what uh, reports have said at least twice. Um, there is no stand your ground law that says if nobody is a threat to you and they ring your doorbell that you can shoot them. That is not what the stand your ground law is. You have, first of all, you have to believe that your life 
uh, you know, you, you could be receiving substantial bodily harm or your life may no be question. in jeopardy. Yeah. If some 16 year old or whatever your age is, is ringing your doorbell, even if it's four o'clock in the morning, just because somebody's ringing your doorbell, that doesn't justify you shooting them. That can't happen. If there is forcible entry or you hear that person verbally trying to get, you know, saying, I'm going to get in there and I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. That's a different circumstance. I believe this was racially motivated. And I believe, again, it is somebody that is probably infatuated with their guns and wanted to pull the trigger for whatever reason. This man needs to be in jail for the rest of his life. And I can take a little bit of a different viewpoint. Look, I think that it's just a situation of the old man is deranged, right? And, and I mean, you, you made the point, and this is your opinion, and that's fine. Your opinion is valid, that you think it's ra- ra- racially motivated. It could be. Absolutely could be. There's no question about it. But he could also just be an old man that was just disheveled, you know what I mean, and was just startled or whatever he thought, or he thought that it was a threat, even though it wasn't a threat. And so, therefore, he took those awful consequences, which were shooting the young man. Uh, I, I think that it's preposterous to think that the, this that the guy was held for 24 hours and that was sufficient time to have an investigation into whether or not this individual was, uh, you know, who's been almost fatally shot on the porch of this guy's of this guy's house. I think that's ridiculous. I also think it's ridiculous and preposterous uh, that the notion that a stand your ground law would be the, uh, you know, the safeguard for this old man that shot the individual. I think that's ridiculous. Come on, man. You know, unless. There's some video or there's some proof or there's some evidence that would lead you to believe that that old man was in some sort of danger mm-hmm. from the individual on the porch. If that's not provided and if that's not in the, in this case, if that, if that doesn't come to fruition with respect to this case, then it's, it's completely absurd that this, that this individual is going to get off on this. And yes, then I would think that this is something that is, uh, and then, then you can, you can go, you can make your conclusion. Uh, whatever conclusion you want to make regarding whether you not you think it's race or not, which I think it's pretty obvious that it would be. But uh, again, I, my, my different stance is I just think that the, the old man was probably deranged, and probably the old man might have thought, you know, he, he might not have his, his wits about him. Well, and he might have thought he was might have thought I'm I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here, but not really. I mean, he might have might have maybe thought there was some kind of danger. Well, hold on. For argument's sake, let's yeah. just say you're right. Let's just say okay. this guy was, for example, deranged. Whatever, mm-hmm. it's still murder. Attempted murder. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't change the fact that, uh, we have a young man, his, his life is never going to be the same. And it doesn't change the fact that we have a shooter who is not in jail right now. So I remember going back to the Ahmad Arbery case. And listen, the Ahmad Arbery case is a very different circumstance. But in this aspect, I am going to make similarities from the race factor in this aspect. Ahmad Arbery was lynched. Again, different circumstance. The only reason why those three individuals are now behind bars, the only reason is because the video Video. evidence that was put forward. If that video was not put forward, I guarantee you in that district, especially in that county, in in that in that state, bunch of racist Klan members, um, those three individuals would not be behind bars right now. I can tell you right now, if Ahmaud Arbery was white and those were three black people, they would have been arrested on site immediately, but they were arrested months later only because the video surfaced. 
in this specific situation, I ask people right now, let's just roll reversal here for a moment. Let's just say it happened in Las Vegas. I'm going to throw out this question. You have a black homeowner in his 80s and a 16-year-old white kid. The 16-year-old white kid is trying to, to get his sister, to pick up his sister at a friend's house. He rings the wrong house's doorbell. The black individual in his 80s takes out a gun and essentially almost executes the 16-year-old, shoots him in the head. Do you think that black shooter would be out of prison right now? My answer is no, he would not. But this white individual who pulled the trigger multiple times is not in jail right now. That's the question I ask you, the callers. What do you think would have happened here if the roles were reversed and it was a black homeowner who shot a 16-year-old white teenager. Number to call 702-221-7283. And again, I give out that number and I I respect anyone's opinion. If you want to call in 702-221-7283, let's do a little bit of role reversal because I look at the Ahmaud Arbery case and I brought that up. And I can tell you right now, if Ahmaud Arbery was white and those were three black people that did that, those three black individuals would be in jail immediately. The only reason why those three people are in jail right now and were convicted is because video surfaced. The cops tried to throw it under the rug. The district tried to throw it under the rug. And because of that dumbass who's in jail right now who actually released the video, if that wasn't released, those three individuals would still be out. Again, the number to call 702-221-7283. I'll ask Chris Wynn that question when we come back because I want to get his thoughts on that. And we'll take a quick break and we'll be back right after this. You are listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Do you want to take your business to the next level? Then join one of the fastest growing talk shows, Pushing the Limits. We have a wide range of sales packages that can fit your budget. Anything from on-site live remotes to in-studio interviews. Email jamie at jamied at kshp.com. That's J-A-I-M-E-D-E-E at kshp.com. Your home for the Radio Shopping Show. 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas. Online at KSHP.com. All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Monday. So glad you can join us. Jamie D will be back uh, in the co-host hot seat tomorrow. Have no fear. Comedian Lindsay Glazer is going to be joining us in the studio. That's going to be a lot of fun. Jackson's Bar and Grill. You know, I was hanging out with Brian Slipbach yesterday, the owner of Jackson's Bar and Grill. It's his birthday today, and he came out uh, and we kind of celebrated two birthdays. Jackson's Bar and Grill, located at Flamingo and Jones. Uh, I know Chris is going to like this. They've got the Hot Seat Mondays. Where oh, there you go. A ton of free yeah. play. All you have to do is be sitting there playing a machine, and you could win either $25 in free slot play or $100 in free slot play. Uh, great promotions, great food, great atmosphere. My favorite gaming bar in, in town, hands down, Jackson's Bar and Grill. Please check them out and tell them that I sent you. We're talking about not just this Sweet 16 party, this horrific shooting, more gun violence where uh, several teenagers sadly have lost their lives. Over 28 people have been injured. The shooter or shooters are still on the loose. 
and uh, a situation where this young 16-year-old black teenager rings the doorbell of a wrong house and uh, a shooter in his 80s, white male, basically almost executes this young man, shoots him twice, once in the head. It's amazing that he's still alive uh, and and hopefully will be able to make a, a full recovery. We don't know. And uh, I say if the roles were reversed, if, if, if he was a white teenager and the shooter was black, I don't think it would have been handled the same way because the shooter is not behind bars right now, Chris. Yeah, and uh, look, it's a valid point to have role reversal, right? It's absolutely valid because you can you can use this in a number of different ways. You and I got into this last week, right, Brian, regarding the police officer in the back seat of that car, right, of that, uh, that uh, black, the 17-year-old uh, black kid that was in the car. You could ask the same question about that situation. What would happen? What do, what do you think was going to happen if it was a 17 year old white individual that yes. was driving the car? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there's, there's absolutely, it's, it makes, uh, it makes a ton of sense to even just to ask the question. You can ask the question, explore it and, and then go from there. But I got to be honest, this whole story is, is, as, as bizarre as it is and tragic. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the kid pulls through, but like it's, it, it gets the feel, Brian, like something's being left out. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm getting the feeling that we're, we're not getting all the information as far as uh, what exactly went down because it, it just, the connection of the facts doesn't make a whole lot of sense other than you just have to make the assumption that the old man was just out of it. And the old man just didn't, you know, didn't know what was going on. I, I use the word deranged yep. and, uh, and, and leave it at that, because otherwise it doesn't yeah. really make any sense. Well, I want to play you a little bit of audio before we take phone calls. That number is 702-221-7283. And again, the number is 702-221-7283. The local affiliate uh, was at, uh, I guess you could call it kind of a uh, public gathering uh, for this young man in support and, and wanting charges to be pressed on the, the guy who pulled the trigger. So the local affiliate out there, uh, did a story on it, spoke to some family members, spoke to some witnesses and some people were at this rally and rallying behind this 16 year old. And I would have been there as well. And, uh, I just want to play this news report for you and then we will talk about it. Here it is. Stories that you normally hear right now. He is alive and he's healing. A 16-year-old's family is thankful he's alive. We want charges. That's what we want. But they are standing among hundreds in the community. What do we want? Justice! What do we want it? Yeah! We don't get it! Shut it down! We don't get it! Shut it down! We don't get it! Shut it down! Making their voice heard and presence known, taking a step towards justice, up to the home where Ralph Yarl was shot twice. It gave me a sickening feeling. I just kept looking back at the house. As a mother of three children, this enrages me. Community members say they are speaking from a place of pain. We are not just angry when our babies get shot. We are angry every day because our bodies are hurting, our babies are hurting. We must love and support each other. We must love and support each other. Crying out for answers, a community is praying for y'all's family and peace, not stopping until they get justice. I realize that justice doesn't come overnight, but the fact that there's a kid in the hospital and everything I read says not even a charge has been done, that concerns me. Just hold this man accountable. And um, you see that the community came out and supported. We are a community. If one of our kill- our children is shot, killed, we all are here. We have to be reasonable 
when it comes to stand your ground laws. How many, again, I ask you this question, how many times, Chris, are you in your home, in your apartment, wherever the case may be, and somebody rings your doorbell unexpectedly and you answer the door? Could be somebody trying to sell you a product, could be a Jehovah's Witness, it could be uh, uh, somebody from a political campaign, whatever the case may be. We've all gone through that in our lives, some more than others, depends on where you live, but that's not against the law. We don't have to answer the door. We have the right not to answer the door. And quite frankly, if I don't recognize somebody at the door, I usually don't answer. But I can tell you when I do answer the door, I don't have a gun with me. When I do answer the door, I don't expect to use deadly force and I'm not scared unless somebody gives me a reason to be scared. Notice I don't care what their skin color is. This cannot be a stand your ground law. That if somebody rings your doorbell, doesn't matter who it is, you can just shoot them. There is zero evidence. Police have said zero evidence to show proof that this young man did anything wrong other than ring a doorbell to the wrong home. Now, I remember covering a case here in Las Vegas, Christian. You remember this name as much as I do. Bryce DeJean Jones, who played for UNLV. Great UNLV player. Um had just signed an NBA contract. He was intoxicated. He was going to his baby mama's house. He broke through a door, thought it was his baby mama's house, and he made a terrible mistake. But I could absolutely, and it was, justified and understand why the person who was in that apartment pulled the trigger. If somebody broke down a door in my apartment or in my house, I would be scared for my life as well. It's a terrible circumstance, but it was justified tragic story but justified there is no way that this shooting is going to be justified and this will be a travesty if charges aren't pressed against this person who pulled the trigger well brian this is straightforward stuff here you just told me that police officers found no justification Mm -hmm. for this individual to shoot the kid in front of his house well the evidence yet yet it it doesn't make any sense the investigation no you just said though that okay so I don't know where you, that statement comes from. Then you just you just you just said you, they maybe were, you misquoted yourself. No, 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 no. Or I don't know. You let said let me let me let me rephrase it again. In the okay. press conference, while they didn't give a lot of information out, one, okay. of the, one of the questions that was asked to the police chief was, "Did this young man who was shot? Is there any evidence that shows that he broke the law or did anything wrong?" Right. And the response was, "It's still an ongoing investigation, but we haven't seen any signs that this okay, young so man." Okay, so that so there that right there, I understand that. Right. But so what you just said there, juxtaposed against. The guy just gets out of jail, like, and and there's no explanation as right. to you know, uh, right? So I so I guess yeah. So I I expect there's still an investigation going on here. Look, this is a no brainer, folks. All right, it, 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 yes, what you said is true. Okay, we can't have some scenarios presenting themselves in America. Let's take it to the nth degree. Let's take it to let's exaggerate this, mm-hmm. right? You don't want a bunch of Americans out there that are not happy with somebody knocking on their door and coming and shooting them, right? And opening the door and shooting people. That's outrageous. That's crazy. You know, so I know, and, and look, I, yes, I'm taking it to the extreme by saying multiple people doing this, but I'm trying to make a point, mm-hmm. all right? The point is this. Stand your ground is not because you're annoyed somebody knocked on your door because you're watching Green Acres because you're an 80-year-old guy or whatever, or you're watching, uh, you know, I Love Lucy or, uh, you know, 
or MASH or whatever your favorite TV show is and, oh, I'm pissed because somebody knocked on my door. So I'm going to grab my gun and I'm going to go shoot them. Come on, man. You know, and again, yes, I exaggerate it because I'm trying to make a point. You can't. You, nobody wants to have an epidemic of this where people just get, you know, have, have have carte blanche when it comes to the stand your ground laws around the country. And oh, yeah, I'm just I'm just annoyed that somebody is on my porch. So I'm going to go shoot them and I'm going to be fine because of stand your ground in Florida. Or here in the, in this situation, right? I mean, it's again, we need to, we need to get our heads wrapped around this, folks. We need to understand that this is clearly an obvious situation that needs to be addressed where the individual needs to face consequences. Right. If, if, you know, if it's found that there was absolutely zero justification whatsoever Mm -hmm. for the young man to get shot on his porch. And I, again, I find it hard to believe. That if this 16-year-old was white and the roles were reversed and this was a shooter who was black, that the shooter would be out of jail. I'm sorry. Well, you made that point multiple times. Look, and, and you're right, Brian. But look, we, we, we us laboring that point and keep bringing that up. I mean, yeah, it's true. Like, yes, there. Uh, newsflash. All right. There's a number of minorities in America that get shot every day unjustified. Okay. Are there some white people that get shot and it's unjustified too? Yeah. Yeah, there is. Yeah. But unfortunately, you know, people that represent when you're talking about black people, 12, 13% of the population, right? There just is more visible events that take place in which minorities are getting shot for reasons they shouldn't be getting shot. And I want so, and I want to reiterate I mean, that's, that's, that's as simple as I can explain. it. Yeah, no question. Know? And I want to reiterate so. what I said earlier for you, Ron DeSantis fans out there. And quite frankly, I just don't understand people that think that Ron DeSantis is the second coming and he's this wonderful governor. and He's doing so many wonderful things for Florida. Well, here's one of the what besides taking away a woman's uh, right to choose. And I mentioned he wants now documentation to prove a woman has ra- been raped so she can, as if getting raped and the victim of a sexual assault this isn't bad enough. Now she has to go through the process of showing documentation that she was raped so that she can get an abortion. If that's not bad enough and talking about gun control, Ron DeSantis just a few weeks ago passed a new law where you don't need a permit or training to carry a gun in public. And you think that's the answer and that's the guy that's going to make us safer as a country? You think that's going to work? You think hardening our schools, locking doors, let's make schools look like prisons? And let's not forget about all the other violence all over the country. Let's not forget about all that, not just schools. Republicans, ladies and gentlemen, these days, in my opinion, have no solutions to practically any of the issues facing this country. All I hear from them is how transgenders are a big threat to this country and you know, drag queens reading books to children are bad and, and, and so horrible. More guns are the answer. It's really a joke. 702-221-7283. And again, the number to call if you want to be a part of the conversation. 702-221-7283. Let's go to John. John is next. Hello, John. Hey, um, you were talking about uh, in Florida allowing open carry without a permit or training, right? Correct. Okay. Do you know that you can do that right here in Nevada? You do not have to have training or a permit to open carry. 
which I also don't agree with. Yeah, there's a lot of very lenient, well, lenient gun laws across the country. It's not not just in Nevada and Florida. It's all, there's there's many parts of the country where we have quote unquote lenient gun laws. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah I agree with you on that. And as far as the uh, boy that was shot, that's very tragic. I like, I think Florida. I agree with Chris on this, and maybe. He was just not in his right mind yeah. when he did it, you know. Right, but that's not. I hear what you're saying, but that's that makes a ton of sense. That's right, not, but, that, but that's take, not. We take a look at the case from face value. I, I hear right? what you're I mean, saying, but yeah. that's not necessarily. That won't work as a defense in a courtroom. Oh no, no. Well, no. the only defense would be insanity. You know. Yeah. But no, I no, I agree with you. He should be charged. Right. Can I ask you another question, sir? If you don't mind. Um, if the roles were reversed and this young 16-year-old was white and the shooter was black, do you think the shooter would have been let out within 24 hours? You know, Brian, I can't answer that. I, I don't know. I can't say yes. No. I can't say well, that's no. Fair. That's fair. I'm just trying to say I think at you times know. there's definitely a double standard. That's all. And um, I, that's the only point I'm trying to make. Yeah, I agree, but... Like I say, you know, if, if it is, like Chris said, and he's out of his mind, and he was black, you know, the same thing. Yeah, so, fair enough. John, yeah. I appreciate your call, my friend. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah thanks, John. Appreciate right. that. 702-221-7283, the number to call. Again, that's 702-221-7283. Let's go to Edward. Edward, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Happy Monday, everybody. How's it going? Edward, thanks, what's man. up? Thank you. Hey, I want to give a shout-out to Jamie and your host, by the way, and your guest, by the way, if that's cool. Thanks, Edward. Appreciate it. Hey, guys. Hey, I wanted to just kind of throw it out there. Like, I was going to ask, you, since we think, like, if, if we ban everything, is it going to make the world a safer place? If we ban guns, we ban this, we ban that, like, is it really going to stop crime or criminals or bad things happening in violence? Well, nobody's nobody's going to ban all guns, so that's, that's yeah, not... Yeah, ban everything. Yeah, that's yeah. not... To be, with all due respect, that's not a conversation. There's now maybe some Republicans out there will lead you to believe that Democrats want to take all your guns away. But first of all, no Democrat mm -hmm. wants that. And number two, it's never going to happen. So I think if the conversation is, do we take certain guns away? I would point to sure. the assault weapons ban in the early 90s where gun violence was down. And there's evidence that mm -hmm. proves that with an assault weapons ban, it will lower the gun violence in this country. So yes, I do think if we take some guns away, it can work. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, and so it's we some, type, AR some type. We can of start off with AR-15. Yeah. So we think we can start off with AR-15s as, as like the top assault rifle to remove. Correct? Yeah, assault, assault weapons is, is what we're talking about. We're talking about AR-15s. Okay. We're talking about M-16s. We're talking about weapons like AK-47. Weapons, yeah, weapons that are made for war, right? You know, when, when yeah, not when, for home. Yeah, not when, for when we send our men and women to fight or in wars, we don't give them shotguns, we don't give them pistols, right. we don't give them no. Glocks, we give them, well, no. we do give them Glocks, I mean, we'll give them, we'll give them yeah. pistols too, yeah. but we also give them uh, M16s, A1s, A2s, mm -hmm. right? We give them weapons that are designed to kill the most mm -hmm. amount of people in the shortest period of time. This is what we're talking about. And what happens yeah. though, what happens oh. though, Edward, is people, <laughs> yeah. Edward, I'm telling you, what happens though, 
is that right wingers and people that want to bring up the Second Amendment. And by the way, bring mm-hmm. up the Second Amendment like it can never be changed, like it's something that's an all knowing document. Like, yeah, yeah. You it can, and we can, add, okay, let me, uh, news flash to everybody out there, okay? Our forefathers, yeah. they were great, they were great people, okay? But they weren't yes. all knowing. Yeah. yeah, it was a different time. Yeah, it was a different time. And they are, they, they were, uh, compared, compared to us now in 2023, yeah. our forefathers don't know hat and don't know even a quarter of what we know. Okay. So yes. Things can be changed in the Constitution. I know a lot of you out there, the, the Constitution this and the Constitution that. Eh, let me tell you something. It can be changed. And so uh, there's no question that you know, take a look at the gun issue. All right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lefties like me, we don't want to take away all your guns. We don't want to take We don't want to keep you from defending yourself. We just want wep- certain weapons mm-hmm. that are assault mm-hmm. weapons or weapons of war off American mm-hmm. civilian streets. That's what we want. Okay. Now, now a suggestion. Should we maybe, since since criminals and bad people, quote unquote, are getting these type of weapons, should we be arming the police and like other authorities with the same type of weapons, or maybe even above graded, to to roam the, to be on the streets with them as well, to even the playing field possibly? Brian, I can answer that quick, quick, quickly. Uh, I think it absolutely should be considered. Yes, if law enforcement needs to have these weapons, law enforcement absolutely should have everything everything they need access to. To combat the problems. Now, what you're talking about, though, when you're talking about criminals getting these guns, they're illegal, yes. right? Crimin- the criminals are getting illegally. So legislation, market, yeah. gun legislation has nothing to do with people that have illegal guns other than the fact that I pointed out earlier in the show that, yes, if you had, say you had an assault weapons ban, right? It would, lo- it would logically take more of those types of weapons off the street. Wouldn't take them all off, okay? Uh, people that are yeah. criminals would still probably find a way to get these guns. But, from, again, from a logical standpoint, it would be yeah. if you did have some type of ban or you did have some type of common-sense gun legislation, it would cut back on those being on the street. But this idea that we're going to talk about legislation and gun control, and then you're going to yeah. throw in, well, the criminals are still going to get the guns. What about that? What about the criminals that are shooting each other in Chicago streets and gang with gang violence every weekend? What about that? Yeah. It's it's something that's completely different. You're talking about illegal gun access, or they're acquiring these weapons illegally. It's not like these gang members in Chicago or New York or Detroit or Los Angeles are law-abiding gun citizens, right? People that got their guns legally. We know where they got their guns. They got their guns on the black market. They got it from somewhere else that they should Edward, have got it from. Edward, go ahead. Uh, hey, last word. Hey, I'll, I'll, run. All right. Yeah. On one last note. Uh, hey, Jamie, and hey, Brian, happy late birthday. Oh, Positive. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I appreciate that, buddy. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate you. I think it's Brian and Jamie's birthdays are, uh, Jamie yeah, and I don't Chris's know when. birthdays I'll be honest with on. you. I don't yeah. know when Jamie's birthday is. I'm, 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 I don't yet. Yeah, later, guys. Uh, I don't know. Uh, here's what I want. Thank you, by the way, for the call, Edward. Appreciate you. Um, here's what I, and the number to call, 702-221-7283. Again, that number is 702-221-7283. Here's what I would love for my birthday present. I would love for some Republicans to show a backbone some Republicans to say to themselves and look in the mirror, you know what? I'm going to care a little less about my A plus rating from the NRA. And I'm going to care a little less 
about whether I remain in power or not, because most of these people are pretty well financially well off and they're going to be just fine. I'm going to care a little less about that. And I'm going to care a little bit more about our innocent children being gunned down in school, about innocent people throughout this country being gunned down. And I'm going to try to do something and work with Democrats to try to get some proper gun legislation on the books. And even though a lot of my Republican colleagues will not like me for doing so, I'm going to work with Democrats and come up with something reasonable. That's what I want. And that's, by the way, that's the Republicans as a whole these days. And I know, Brian, you sound like a left. You sound like, I really don't care what people think. These days, Republicans have no solutions to problems. Really, I'd love to know. Well, you do sound like a lefty a lot. Let's, Some, let's be honest about that. What are, what but, are, what are the, to, these days, I'm sure I do. You do. What are the Republicans today? What are their solutions to the problems when it comes to gun control? They've been bitching and moaning about Obamacare for how long now? They have no replacement plan. They're trying to get rid of food stamps. Right now, as we speak, Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans are trying to put a vote together to try to eliminate 90% of people throughout this country, single mothers and people that are over the age of 75 that are on food stamps. Mm -hmm. They're trying to eliminate food stamps, just like they've tried to eliminate welfare and maternity leave. Republicans have no problem with giving tax breaks to billionaires and the CEOs of Fortune 500 companies, but they claim they're for the middle class and cutting taxes. What are Republicans doing right now? I don't care whether you're Joe Lombardo. I don't care whether you're Kevin McCarthy or Donald Trump, whoever the case may be. What are Republicans doing right now to help people, to keep people safe, to help people that are struggling financially? I want to know what Republicans are doing, because for the life of me, I have no idea, Chris. Yeah, it's all about getting solutions, right? It's all about solving problems. It's all about putting legislation in place that's going to be beneficial to Americans across the board. And look, I know we're storming towards the bottom of the hour here, Brian, so I know we have a short time, but I wanted to get your take on this idea out there that the Second Amendment is something that is it would be preposterous to change the Second Amendment, Brian, right? This idea that a lot of right-wingers and people that are all pro-Second Amendment say, you can't change the Second Amendment. You can't make any... Our, our forefathers were spot on. And it, it, would be, it would be outrageous to make any changes whatsoever to the Second Amendment or to make any alterations or change what 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 is going i mean your thoughts on that I, i'd be interested because look it's just to me it's it's completely ridiculous to think that we can't make some changes when it comes to our constitution yes we can yeah. Well, let's, let's, we can let, make changes. Let, let's see what, uh, if anybody wants any changes, that's calling, calling into, into us right now. And then I'll answer your question. 702-221-7283. Let's go to Kevin. Kevin next up. What's up, Kevin? What's up, Kev? Hey, how are you guys? Good. Um, you know, I was, I've been listening to this, this, this debate go on for years now. Yeah. And I look at the, the, the framers of the Constitution who are British American. They weren't American. They're British right. American. Mm -hmm. And so they would be writing the Constitution text in the basic of the Queen's English, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Of course they would. So if you take a look at the Second Amendment, the first words is a well-regulated militia, comma, being necessary to the security of a free state, comma. That statement basically is the supporting clause of the original. We're still, we're still working on the noun of the militia. So... The necessary to secure the free state is about the militia. Then it says the right of the people to keep and bear arms. They're still talking about the militia. They're not talking about the average person. 
Mm-hmm. No question. Shall not be infringed. Mm-hmm. So they're basically saying that as long as you're in the militia, you have the right to bear arms in the militia. Right. We've turned it around and just said, okay, it's our right as Americans. We can have whatever we well, want. Well, Kevin, now, you're 100% right. I, and I would say the people out there that believe they need 10 AR-15s and thousands of rounds of ammunitions uh, because they, they're afraid that, you know, there's the government's be, coming out. The government's, you yeah. are, they're mentally ill. Those are mentally yeah. ill people. Correct. That's what they are. Oh, no, absolutely. Now, I've, I was in the military for 10 years. I, I will I will give credit or credit, too. Firing AR is a lot of fun. No, no okay? question. It yeah. is a fun weapon to fire, okay? And there are some fun, fun weapons out there to fire, but in the defense of home defense, I love when people say, oh, I need it for my house. My, my, my father always kept yeah. a, a shotgun nearby, right. and it had a, a rounded bird, a rounded buck, and a slug. They always just say, well, if I hit a guy who comes into my house with a bird shot, they're still stupid enough to come at me. I'll use the buck shot. He's still there. He deserves to die. I'll just hit him with the buck, with the buck. But there's no reason to have an AR-15. There's no reason whatsoever. And, well, if you ask Donald I, Trump I, I, Jr., I, if you ask Jr., he'll say he needs his AR-15 to go hunting deer, which, boy, that's really a skill when you have an AR-15 <laughs> versus a wild ant. Wow, what a skill Do that is. Do you need is. to have an M-16 yeah, to, go, yeah. to go rabbit hunting? And to, uh, yeah, you know, yeah to I, I need my AR-15s to, uh, to defend my family that's or, a, you know, the right to bear arms. I, listen, it's really hard for me to have conversations with these kinds of people. No. You know why? Because they have no solutions. Their solution is now, idiotic. Like, let's m- have more guns be the answer. Let me have a Christmas card with my family. Let me give my eight-year-old children an AR-15 to hold in their hand, and let's take a Christmas picture. Uh, you can't rationalize with these people. They're mentally ill. Well, it's even harder, rather, because I live in North Florida. I live in the Panhandle. So mm-hmm. basically, I'm in South, South Alabama. Right. Um, you know, I get a lot of flack for wearing my God Save the Queens T-shirt. You know, <laughs> in support of drag queens and stuff. I, it's, it's horrible, horrible down here. So yeah. I, I can imagine the kind of people to call in and say, oh, you can't touch my gun. You can't do this. Yeah. You can't do that. Australia did it in 1996. They've had no mass shooting since. And yeah. there's, we haven't, they haven't had a problem. They don't bitch about it. Well, Kevin, I, yeah, the, you're right. The, we pan, the panhandle is technically the Bible belt, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's it, like the it, lower part. Oh, absolutely. Of the so that's why so, you, you wearing any of, uh, anything supporting the LGBTQ yeah. community, my friend. Yeah, you're going to probably get some flack on, in that part of the country. And those are the people yeah. that say more guns are the answer and they have no solutions. Kevin, I wish there were more people out there like you. Thank you so much for your service to this great country. Uh, and uh, nah, cheers, you never run for office. You got my vote, my friend. I appreciate the call. Okay? I, I, have to, I, have, I have to go against Matt Gates. That's the guy here. <laughs> DUI Matt Gates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to look into his Venmo. Oh. Kevin, thank you so much for the call. I appreciate you, <laughs> thank my you, friend. Gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen. Good to hear from you. Thank you, sir. Uh, 702-221-7283. Let's quickly go to Paul before we take a break. What's up, Paul? Hey, Paul. Hey, uh, I, I totally disagree with you. I think our forefathers leaving uh, England, Britain, they knew that they had tyrannical governments and therefore they sought to have uh people everyday people the right to bear arms That's okay, so what, what century were our forefathers uh existing in when do they live well i know what i know what you're trying to get well, well it's a very simple question i don't know I mean, you can just answer well, the question it, you say it's outdated so if what i'm saying is if it was swords when the second amendment was, then you'd say we all have swords. It's ridiculous. It's, it's uh, no, it's not ridiculous. Argument. My point is this. Yeah, My is. point is simply this. Is. You don't have to. You don't have to. You know what can the entire second amendment? I'm just saying making changes is not an outrageous suggestion. 
Okay, not looking at it from a standpoint right. of it's 2023 and then making some alterations yeah. or changing the Second Amendment is not something so, that is a terrible thing. So, Paul, that you, Paul, you so, apparently disagree. So Paul, with. So you Paul, disagree with it. So, Paul, let me yeah. ask you a question, then, if we respectfully disagree, which is totally fine. Yeah. We have more gun violence in this country than ever before. So I'm curious to know what are some of your solutions? Well, uh, pick Chicago, New York. That's the solution. So we only have gun violence in Chicago. That's not a solution. You're just naming cities. Let me finish. Let me finish, guys. Let me finish. Okay. Let me finish. If you can fix Chicago and New York and and get the gun violence down on handguns, because those are mostly handguns, then I would agree to your solution to take away the large guns. Okay, so let me give you some bad news. Hold on, hold on, Chris. Handguns are connected to assault. Hold on, Chris. Let me give you some bad news, Paul. The murder rates and the gun rates and the deaths per capita are higher in many other parts of the country than in New York. So what you just said is not true. We are talking about per capita, if you understand what that is, let's just say per 1,000 people, per 100 people, the gun shootings are worse in many other states in this country than in the state of New York. So what you're saying doesn't make any sense. So I'm going to ask you again, what solutions do you have? Stop blaming states. Well, if we could just fix those states. I want to know, as I'm going to assume you're a responsible gun owner that just disagrees with me. I want to know what your solutions are. Now, I have a bunch of solutions that I think would work, but I want to hear yours since you disagree with me. You haven't given me one yet, except let's fix New York and Chicago, which, by the way, is not a solution. So go ahead. You have an invalid argument. You have an invalid argument. What you're trying to tell me is people... Invalid. Yeah. Yeah. It's not invalid. Hold on, Chris. It's a logical Hold on. Hold on, Chris. Sir, sir, hold on. Everybody, shut up. (laughs) Shut up, Paul, and listen. Yeah. Okay? I'm asking you again, not to say whether I have an invalid argument or not. Yes. I'm asking you a question which now you failed to answer three times. Shut up and listen. What are your solutions to the gun violence in this country? Stop talking about my opinions or what states you don't like. I'm now asking you for no. a fourth time. Answer the damn question. Why are you, why are you yelling? All right, get off mad. my He's show. Because you're a moron because and you don't not, know how to answer yeah. a question. That's you're why. Pathetic. You're, you're pathetic. You, oh, thank you. That's a great solution. I'm pathetic. You're the one that can't come up with any solutions, you dummy. I've got <laughs> solutions for you. Here they are, dum-dum. Okay, number one. We need red, uh, responsible red flag laws put on the books. 18 to 21 years old to purchase a firearm. We need basic training. I don't care who you are. I don't care whether you're 18 or 80. If you're purchasing a gun, you need at least a few hours of basic training on how to use that gun. Very simple. Yes, when someone is getting mental health evaluations or what took place in Tennessee where that shooter was getting an evaluation and mental health treatment, they shouldn't be allowed to purchase a gun. I want an assault weapons ban put in place. Something similar that was in the early 90s. You have no solutions. Even if you disagree with what I just said, at least I have some solutions, not, oh, you're pathetic, and if we could just fix New York and Chicago. Hey, guess what? MAGA, that's not a solution. And your opinion is invalid, right? And saying that, oh, you know, and bringing up cities as, again, it, talk about things that actually can 
rectify the problem. Not your bitching and moaning sessions, man. It's just a bitching and moaning. All you're doing is complaining. Hold on. All you're doing is complaining about what's going on. Let's ask him again now for the sixth time. Sir, sir, I'm asking you again. I haven't hung up on you. Please stop talking. Listen to my question because you haven't answered it yet. It's a very simple question. Last time I'm going to give you an opportunity. I don't care whether you think I'm pathetic or we just need to fix Chicago and New York. (laughs) What are your solutions to all the gun violence we're facing in this country? Go. If you if you can show me that it'll stop death completely by guns. So you don't have any solutions. Have a nice day. Get off my show. You don't have any solutions. You've wasted our time. Completely, Brian. That's what he said. There is not one person in the country, including myself, that would say that there is one one thing that we can do or 10 things we can do. If you notice, he can't answer the question. No, he didn't answer it. His answer was if we can stop death completely, then I would agree with your guys' opinions on this yeah, yeah. or your views. If you That's notice, what he said. I had and this guy on. I had this take. guy on. Terrible I, take. I had this horrendous guy, take. I had this okay. guy on so, for. I yeah. had. We I, have him on. Yeah, we're. we're here. I had this guy on for eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, he did. He didn't give me one reasonable solution or any solution at all on how we end the gun violence in this country. This is <laughs> nice massage music. It is. This this is Shapiro needs it, man. This is a Shapiro is per- red faced right now, folks. Well, I'm trying to get my like, thought out big here. time. This is a oh, yeah. perfect example of what I'm talking about. I don't mind when people call in and disagree with me. Have a solution. All he said in eight minutes of no substance was, "We got to fix New York and Chicago." The, the, the shooting death rate per capita are higher in many other parts of the country than in New York City. Now, where does this guy get that talking point from? He gets it from Republicans. MAG is out there that will lead you to believe that the only parts of the country where we have gun violence are Democrat-led cities and states. That is not true. And when I asked him over and over and over again to give me just one solution that you think would lower gun violence, his response was, there's not one thing we can do that can end all the gun violence. I never said there was. That would be an idiotic statement. There's a guy, typical where the Republican Party is, they have no solutions to any of the problems facing this country when it comes to gun violence. Well, I disagree with you. Okay, tell me why you disagree. Okay, tell me what your solutions are. Let's fix New York and Chicago. That's a great solution, buddy. You sound like a really intelligent person. 702-221-7283. We have another Paul on the line. Uh, hello, Paul. <laughs> Music is keeping rolling, doing, baby. Guys? What's up? What's going on? I, I got something to tell you. I am a 76-year-old American. Nice. And I'll tell you right now that our problem is guns. And it's the, the, the reason why it's guns let me, let, let me start by saying I was a former Republican until the last guy went ahead and took office because I saw companies close their doors because of his thievery. But back to guns, the problem with the guns is what we saw this weekend. When you're at the NRA and they're telling you anybody who's against us better worry about themselves when they go to sleep. Yeah. Because we can screw up your political career. Well, that means everybody. Yeah, the problem with guns, though, yeah, I I would say if you want to use a general, general reason why we have a problem with guns in America, it's because of our gun culture in America. It's unique. To, uh, as far as any other country in the world. That's the reason why we have the most mass shootings. That's why we have the mentality we do as Americans, a group mentality, that it's kind of the wild, wild west. And 
because of the backing of the Second Amendment, we feel like, oh, you know, we have the right to do whatever the heck we want when it comes to guns. It's a gun culture that we have in America that is unique, that no other place on the planet has. That would, that's nope. what I would say. No, they don't. I mean, you yeah. you go ahead and and earlier this year you had uh, some of the Republicans going ahead and wanting to go start a war in Mexico with the cartels. Mm-hmm. They're talking about what's coming over here. Yeah, but Paul, you know what I? But, uh, the but, last but they're not talking. They're not talking about Correct. the weapons but Paul, that they had because it's going back. Paul, do you know why? Republicans and Democrats that, that, that they can't get things done in Washington. The last caller, and by the way, you're a much better Paul. Uh, the last caller was a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Here's a guy who disagrees with everything I say when it comes to gun control. And I would imagine he probably disagrees with anybody on the left. But yet, when he's challenged on what do you think we should do to lower the gun violence in this country, he literally can't form a sentence and put one coherent solution together. That's why Republicans fail to do anything because they don't have any solutions. And that's why gun violence is at an all time high. So many people like the last Paul who called in who literally have no solutions at all. And then a couple Republicans like the Ted Cruz's of the world who say we should arm our kindergarten teachers. We don't trust them because they're, te- they're indoctrinating our kids and critical race theory, but let's give them an AR-15. Republicans have zero solutions to so many issues facing this country, including gun control. And that last caller is a perfect example of where Republicans stand on the gun control issues. Yeah, it is. I mean, you have somebody like Ted Cruz saying, you know, arm our kindergarten teachers. I'll tell you what, by the time that kindergarten teacher pulls out the gun, six people were already dead. Yeah, you know, you're right. I'm with you, my friend, I mean, Paul. I'm with you. It's really good to hear from you, my friend. And, and we're going to play a little audio from the that NRA convention coming up here, and I know you're going to enjoy it. Paul, thanks for calling in. Thank you. Appreciate you. I like that, Paul, much better. There's a reasonable Paul. Yeah. There's a reasonable Paul that actually is making some sense. Yeah, the other Paul didn't just not give you any solutions to the problems. Yeah. He also just lambasted you and yeah. me as far as our viewpoints and uh, called yeah. us invalid and uh, gave us uh, ridiculous had ridiculous takes as far as uh, what he thought were actual solutions, which weren't. They were just uh, you know talking points that uh, made so, no sense. So, Chris, I have a gift for you. Um, a gift, for and me? for those that are listening, and they've talked about the NRA convention and and the bunch of the the gun nuts that were out there. There are a couple people that uh, have I've interviewed a few times. They're called the good liars. What they are is they are pranksters, political pranksters. Yeah, I've seen a lot of their work on, very on, the, on the web. Yeah, so they'll go to a Trump rally and say, you're boring, say something funny, yeah. and then Trump kicks them out. Uh, they also uh, gag on, on Democrats, too. Or I shouldn't say gag. They rag on Democrats. Yeah. Um, so they show up at the NRA convention, and they've done this before, and I guess they didn't recognize this guy. One of the good liars shows the sarcasm he's basically saying that nra people are victims and those in mass shootings are not mm-hmm. uh but he's doing it in a way that's very funny but these people are so stupid i, I don't think they caught on and maybe they caught in halfway through so i want to play this this speech because it's hilarious he is making fun of the nra he's at the nra convention he's speaking in front of la perriere and all all the people that are that are running the nra right he's speaking in front of like a thousand people nobody knows who he is and uh, it's very, 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 very funny. Have a listen to this. Uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak. Thank you, sir. 
Uh, I want to thank the NRA and in particular Mr. LaPierre for standing strong in the face of the constant assaults on gun owners by the gun control nuts. We the gun owners are the victims. We are victims of media bias and of legislators with their gun control drumbeat and after every mass shooting we live in fear. When will it happen again? Each time the national dialogue turns to rapid fire stats and figures in an effort to discredit us, gun owners. They say that this country has over 400 million guns, more than any country in the world, and they say that's why there are more mass shootings than anywhere else in the world. But that's just coincidence. You know that famous saying, there are coincidences. The millions of gun owners across the nation are under attack. We are the real victims, but Wayne LaPierre and the NRA take the bullet for us. Thank you. And thank you. Without the protection of the NRA, what would happen to us? We would be left for dead. I mean, not, you know, literally, but you know, you know what I mean, right? You know, I... I worry that uh, one day my children might be the victims of not having as many guns as they want. You know, our forefathers may have had flaws. It's true. Obviously, uh, you know, there was slavery. Women didn't have the right to vote. But on the Second Amendment, they got it perfectly. So in closing, I want to say thank you to Mr. LaPierre and the NRA for providing gun owners this safe space where we can say to the world that gun owners are the real victims. Gun owners are the real victims. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Mr. LaPierre. Thank you to the NRA. Gun owners are the victims. So, Brian, after hearing that, obviously, the mockery and the over-the-top, it's over-the-top, you know, well, let me as set far the as scene. that goes. And look, it's, it's, it's comedy. It's, it's funny to us. I don't really know what purpose me, it serves other than to kind of amuse us. Well, it's but making it's, fun of. So, La yeah. Perriere, and yeah. they're, they're giving him like It's this, mocking them. They're, mocking and over-the-top. They're, they're, they're giving yeah. him this blank stare kind of to set the scene it's it's yeah. a hilarious video yeah, it shows how stupid yeah. all these people are over there that there are actually some people that were clapping they don't even know that he's just mocking them uh it's interesting because the comment and and we had a caller a few callers ago that was talking about our forefathers right yeah. and then it's funny because this guy's making a joke but it's actually true yeah our forefathers did make a few mistakes like you could own people that was probably yeah. a mistake uh women yeah. weren't allowed to vote that was probably, but hey, they got it right with the Second Amendment. Our forefathers. I mean, it's just, and, and La Perriere, they're, they're, they're giving him like this, this blank stare. And he's saying, listen, after a mass shooting, the real victims are the gun owners, you know? Hey, it's just a coincidence that we have more guns than people. That's just a coincidence. You've heard of a coincidence before. Yeah. I mean, it's funny and it's pathetic at the same time. And, um, it's interesting because if you go to the NRA convention, they don't allow you to have, bring your AR-15s in. Why is that? Doesn't that make us safer? Don't more guns make us safer? But we're not going to allow you to bring those guns in. Because there's certain elements of the country, Brian, even if they do support, you're right, they may be whack jobs, and you might run into a situation, right, with with individuals there. So, yeah, that's the idea. But, uh, yeah, when, when, it, when it comes to that, what I just heard right there and what the good liars do all the time, which is hilarious, <laughs> but when you, if you get you a sarcasm matter, uh, a meter bro, it would be going through, uh, through the roof, over the top, when it comes to a lot of comments they make. 
take, especially when they were talking about our forefathers there and uh, nailing it on the Second Amendment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just over the yeah. over the top mockery and sarcasm. Let's defend our forefathers, the same people who yeah. thought it was okay to own people because of the color of their skin and uh, okay for women not to vote, so on and so forth. But hey. They, they definitely got it right when it came to the Second Amendment, though. They definitely got it right. Yeah, they, it, they it, goes, it goes back to what I said, Brian. Yeah, they were not gods, okay? No. They were not perfect individuals. They're not even close to perfect individuals. And it was – we're talking about the 17th century, okay? Calm down with this, oh, we can't change things. We can, all right? We can absolutely make alterations to the United States Constitution. I know people like Mark Levin and others out there would hear that and be – it would probably blow their top. But come on now, all right? Like, give me a break. We can change things. We can oh, for the better. Uh, you would you would think so, but if we have uh, some of the callers like like bad Paul, not good Paul, uh, <laughs> bad Paul, uh, who think that who have no solutions to any of the issues when it comes to gun control, and their only answer is, let's just get Chicago, let's fix Chicago and New York, and everything else is just fine. When they actually don't know the real stats of what's going on, there are plenty of problems in Chicago. I'll give them that. But uh, per capita, New York I- as a state is actually safer when it comes to uh, gun violence than many other. States in this country. Oh yeah, this might be a shocker. Some of those states are run by Republicans. But if you listen to the left wing or the right wing talking Democrats. points, run, run by um, Democrats. You said yeah, Democrats. right, right. I got yeah. that one wrong. But if you listen to the uh, right wing pundits out there, they'll lead you to believe that it's only Democrats' fault for all the gun violence in this country. When uh, again, I just mentioned to you that Ron DeSantis just passed a bill uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, uh, you don't even need a permit or a training to carry a gun in public. Uh, that's not going to make us safer. That's going to make us things a lot more dangerous. And uh, that's Ron DeSantis for you and many other Republicans, if they had it their way, they would do the exact same thing. Well, you heard the Republican congressman, what, it was two, three weeks ago after the Nashville shooting, come on the stair steps yeah, uh, and, and say that, uh, well, essentially say, there's nothing we can do. If people are crazy out there and if they're willing to give up their lives, then, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, that type of uh, exasperation, basically, that type of just giving up and, and saying, oh, and by the way, you're a lawmaker and you say that like, what is even your purpose for being there, man? You know, why are you even in Washington, D.C. or in your state capitol working as a legislature, a, a sl- legislator and a lawmaker when you're already uh, giving up on the situation and saying, oh, there's nothing we can do? I mean, it's just so ridiculous. And and that's that's kind of unfortunately, there's a lot of people in this country that think the same way he does and say, oh, you know, and uh, and think along the same lines as you just described as people like Ted Cruz and others who think that uh, hardening schools and more guns in the country are a solution yeah. to gun violence in the country. It's uh, it's unfortunate. And, uh, you know, we talk about a lot of serious topics on this show and, and certainly gun control being one of them. And, uh, again, my thoughts are with the family of this 16 year old kid who was shot. Uh, somebody told me he was out of the hospital. I don't know if that's true or not, but, uh, if it is, that's well, great they, well, the woman just said yeah. on the, on the sound bite that, that he is, that he is recovering and he's apparently going to make it. So which is, that's which is, great which, news, which is great news. Yeah. When I hear somebody was shot in the head, it's like the, uh, the bank robbery in Louisville, mm-hmm. Kentucky, where the police officer was shot in the head. And I'm like, it's amazing to me, uh, that, uh, he's still alive and that's a great thing. Um, but we hope justice is done there. And, uh, when it comes to all these other shootings and the gun violence across the country, notice how I don't care whether it's in Chicago. I don't care whether it's gang related or if somebody goes into a school, innocent people dying or innocent people dying. It doesn't matter. And, uh, hopefully we can come together before we go, Chris, because gosh, we've talked about a lot of serious topics on this show. Uh, plan is we were supposed to have Dan Duva on the line today, the voice of the Knights. He's going to be joining us tomorrow, but, uh, tomorrow game one against the Winnipeg Jets and, uh, 
You know, not a lot of new news to talk about when it comes to the Raiders or the Aces or UNLV. I know UNLV football right around the corner, and we have uh, uh, our starting quarterback of UNLV football going to be joining me in studio uh, on Wednesday. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but um, we're talking Vegas Golden Knights hockey now. It's playoffs are here. And uh, Chris, uh, great news about Mark Stone. I know he started skating a few weeks back and looks like he's going to be in the lineup, whether he starts on the, in that first line or, or gets on the fourth line. Uh, yet to be determined, but um, getting just him in the lineup is is a big help. And uh, my issue still is with goaltending and the injuries in that position. But um, I do think they are a better team uh, than the Winnipeg Jets. I think the next round could be a little bit more difficult. But um, what do you make of this series? Well, it's interesting because going in the Stanley Cup play- playoffs, look, I understand Boston Bruin fans all pumped up, right? They won the President's Trophy, had the greatest season, essentially, of any team in NHL history. But the rubber man, same thing with the Vegas Golden Knights, right? Number one seed in the Western Conference, also won the Pacific Division. But right now, the rubber meets the road, my friend. All right, this is what it's all about. It's the playoffs. It's essentially another season. And this is a Vegas, Vegas Golden Knights franchise that is in its sixth year of existence. And, you know, now they're in their fifth playoff in six seasons. They missed it last year, obviously. And uh, we'll see if they're able to, uh, to make a run and to actually uh, to maybe snag a Stanley Cup. It's a, it's every team that's in has a shot. Okay. We saw that when the Los Angeles Kings, an eight seed was able to win the Stanley Cup a matter of a handful of years ago. So they, they're in the tournament. They have an opportunity. But, uh, as you pointed out, there are some obstacles for this Vegas team, uh, particularly when it comes to the injury situation. And, uh, we saw, yes, Mark Stone is coming back. You're talking about their leader, their captain, right. mm-hmm. a two way player, one of the best in the league. But we also understand, those of us that have covered the team and follow hockey, that you don't just come off the street when you've been out for months and turn sure. it, and, and you're not going to be the same Mark Stone right. that every, that, uh, that you were before. That's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the question with goaltending also is a concern for me with respect to, look, I understand Laurent Brossois has been solid and, uh, it's a short sample size of just over, I think, believe 11 games this season. But he has been spectacular here in the back end of the season. So he's going to end up being the number one guy, de facto number one guy because of the injuries in net. We'll see how he responds to being that in that position, right? Of being the guy that's going to be leaned on in between the pipes. So that to me is a big thing. I would concur with you in that I think they're going to get past Winnipeg, but I think that after that is where it becomes more problematic because you're going up against the likes of the Colorado Avalanche and probably the Edmonton Oilers and teams that I think are better than the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, uh, I think um, if they play Edmonton in the second round, which I I believe will probably happen, Mm -hmm. I don't think they get past Edmonton. I think Edmonton is a better team. I agree Mm -hmm. with you. I think they get out of this round with the the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, At least I hope they do. That'd be disastrous. I think they do. Uh, I like the job that Cassidy has done. I think we both agree that Cassidy's done a pretty good job. He's good. He's an upgrade. Solid coach. Just solid. Yeah. Upgrade from Pete DeBoer. Uh, Mm -hmm. I still wish we had Gerard Gallant, but again, we're past that now. But uh, Cassidy was a good hire. And uh, tomorrow's going to be fun. We'll get probably more into the Vegas Golden Knights tomorrow. Chris was... uh, Doing a little drinking with me last night, but we both are champions. We made it into the show. Chris made it about he one. He ventured into my territory, Numchuck, and PTL Nation <laughs> out there. Shapiro was having a couple cocktails, folks. Love it. Yes. <laughs> that was a good time. Chris has never seen me drink like that. I have not, no. actually. That might have been the most alcohol I've seen you consume <laughs> in, in the six, seven years I've known this guy. So That's true. And uh, that, That's probably very true. Chris, good not, times, though. Chris is not afraid to suck him back. <laughs> 
Although he's driving a Jeep today. I don't know what's up with that. Uh, I've never seen him drive there, a Jeep There's before. issues with the Sea Wind Mobile, so I had to uh, well, I had to uh, I had to go with I had to go Nilly hooked me up with the, with the Jeep today, so we got do it. Do a little do a little in moderation with your caveman Kino so that you can fix your car. That's what I would say. Brian, speaking of Nilly, thanks to all the uh, interaction on social media across the board, YouTube, TikTok, uh, it's outstanding, right? Jamie, for the show. Jamie, you know, Jamie D, all over the uh, the uh, social media ways, my friend, <laughs> with uh, his chiming in as well, too. Yeah. He'll be back tomorrow. Well, that was yeah. um, for everybody out there that was able to celebrate my birthday with me yesterday. Uh, that was the most fun I've had in a long time. Uh, it was really great. I appreciate everybody for being there. And by the way, all the birthday wishes. People. To, by the way, a few people showed up to the party that I didn't even know. Hey, you invited me. I'm like, oh, really? I, I don't know who you are. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, they were very nice. Did you say something on the air or something last week? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. You probably get, did. I didn't think probably I said it multiple times. I didn't think I gave an open invite, but uh, a few listeners showed up, <laughs> and I was like, hey, they were cool, so I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. It was interesting. Uh, thank you, Doug Basham, for the... 10-minute uh, fun, but at times a little awkward magic show. That was interesting. Chris was a part of that. And it was, uh, no, it was it was a really good time. When You, you know, eccentric, eccentric group of people. Chris being included in that. Anyway, Chris, thanks for doing the show with me today. Absolutely. Appreciate it as always. Jamie D will be back tomorrow. Thanks to everyone here at KSHP, and we'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Have a great day, everybody.